We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus, at The Lamb Show is where you can find me. So, some housekeeping notes to start the program. And at the end, we're going to promote the Patreon with the best of the six-pack. Now, the six-pack, if you are a Patreon member, you're familiar with what that is. It's a bonus episode of the podcast. With every guest, they answer a six-pack. It's a series of questions. And I'm going to give you some of the best answers of each of the six questions that I do on the Patreon. And I had a guest that had to reschedule because their roommate got COVID. Luckily, they're feeling all right, but they couldn't come into studio because they need to quarantine as well. And they're going to get tested. So I didn't want to leave you guys high and dry. So I have a bunch of notes that I want to get to. I really want to talk about the Jamal Murray injury because everyone that knows VM, they DM'd me and messaged me and tagged me on Twitter when he got hurt and they announced that it was a torn ACL because I don't even want to call it a love-hate relationship, but it's a more of, I get disappointed in Jamal Murray a lot, but we'll get to him in a second. So, housekeeping notes, like we mentioned. Crew necks are still available. If you like a, if you would like a crew neck from the show, 
we have a bunch of colors still available, a lot of different sizes available as well. To get a crew neck, you need to DM at Veterans Minimum on either Twitter or Instagram, or hit us up on the Discord if you're in the Patreon. Get in touch with me. You can hit me up as well at The Lamb Show. You guys know where to find me. And we will get you a crew neck. It would mean a lot to me, and it helps support the growth of the show. And we've sold a good amount. We've sold over 50 crew necks in the six weeks that we've had them. And I appreciate everyone that's bought one and has tagged the show, has tagged me and you repping the brand. So I appreciate that. So that's housekeeping note number one. Number two, if you listen to the show on iTunes, please go and rate and review the podcast. Starting next week, we're going to be doing a review every week. So if you want to hear your review Leave us one, and we will pick one at random and give you a shout-out for taking your time to leave us a review and rating the show. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, tables, ladders, and chairs. You can watch the show in its entirety and a lot of clips from the show on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash veteransminimum. I've mentioned the Patreon at nauseum, but once again, that is patreon.com slash veterans minimum. If we could get to 75 by Memorial Day weekend. So we have about six weeks. Would love to get to 75. I am sending out the crew neck to Alexander Salim, who won the giveaway for the month of March. In April, I'm giving away a copy of the book Vapors, who David Hill on the podcast and show recently about sports betting and the poker world really interesting conversation man one of my favorite podcasts that i've done in recent memory and david's a, a i consider him a friend now we talk often but he came into the studio and we really we really told a nice story about sports betting in the world of gambling and the whole online poker world and the current poker world and he wrote a book called vapors and vapors is about a city in arkansas that would have been the modern day vegas if it wasn't for vegas so it's a very fascinating story we talk about that so that's going to be the april giveaway for patreon uh i appeared on a podcast with jari bolander now for those of you that might not know who jari is jari is a member of blue wire blue wire podcast network and he's an awesome fucking dude man Always looks out for me. He's the one that has connected me with some of the athletes that you've seen in the NFL on the podcast from Dontari Poe and from Debo, Deion Jones as well. And I kind of tell the story of me getting into content creating. So for you guys of the Patreon, you'll be able to hear that episode on the Patreon. I'm going to upload it over the weekend in the event that you guys don't see me promoting this show. But also I'm putting the link of the show in the bio for this episode as well and um i don't really do many podcast appearances and i try not to overexpose myself unless it, it feels right and when when jari asked me it felt as if it was right and it was an honor to be on his show next week on thursday thursday night i will be doing a live twitch stream along with taryn young pff and alan might be joining us as well to talk a little bit about the first round we'll be giving live interactions so that's twitch.com 
sorry, twitch.tv slash the lamb show. I'll be on there. I'm going to start streaming it again as well. And Taryn, who's been on the podcast many, many times, is going to hop in. And maybe we'll get you guys, if you join in, get you to come and comment on certain picks and whatnot. Also, the last five podcasts, the Toronto podcast, the Black Excellence podcast, I like to call it. My buddy Hussein from Toronto came in town and we chopped it up, man. Super dope dude. Love the conversation and very enlightening conversation as well. So check that out. Robbie Gordon, a.k.a. Robbie Fingers, is on the pod talking about whether or not we should pay college athletes. Of course, the David Hill betting podcast and the best QBs in the draft. Impy and I, you know. You know the vibes when Ippy's on. We talk about the best quarterbacks in the upcoming NFL draft. So, okay. Before we get into the Patreon-exclusive episodes, the best of the six-pack, I want to talk a little bit about Jamal Murray. For those that are on the Locker Room app, I host a show every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time for about an hour. We spent a majority of time on Jamal Murray. This was the day of that they announced that he is going to be out for the rest of the year and the chunk of next year with a torn ACL. Now, Jamal Murray, this dude, is having a career season. So the reason I'm going to spend some time on Jamal Murray is not only because of the Jamal Murray theory that I've coined on the show Veterans Minimum. It's synonymous with the brand Veterans Minimum. He is a dude that over the last couple of years has really struck a nerve for me because I expect so much from him. I expect greatness from Jamal Murray, right? Quoting that Kyle Lowry gift of of that kid, that young black kid in his room saying, he just got three buckets. So, but yo, Jamal Murray, right? Here's the thing. There are some nights, and if you watch the NBA and if you watch him in particular, you'll realize how accurate of a statement this is. And a lot of people have hit me up and told me, yo, man, you're really right. Spot on. Even if he was on the show one time. And he mentioned, like, you couldn't be more right. So here's the Jamal Murray theory. There are certain guys in sports, and he's the one that inspired this, where there are some nights that you watch him and you think this dude is a supermax player. He's an all-NBA guy. He is a top-five point guard. He's unbelievable. He's sensational, right? All-star, starter. Put him in the all-star game, start him, right? Those are some nights. And then there are other nights where you're saying to yourself, yo, that contract that Jamal Murray is on, is horrendous. What is going on with Jamal Murray? Is he hurt? Is there something? Is there something up top that is not right? Or there's some screws loose? Like he just has some bad games too. Now I know this is coming off the bubble where he was sensational in the bubble, but then it was a little rocky at the start of this season too. So he's very. I don't want to call him a roller coaster because I think there are a lot more highs than there are lows. But then again, it was brought to my attention that dude just turned 24 years old. He's really, really young. He's coming off a career year. And we could say coming off a career year because his season is done now, right? 21 points per game. If you look at NBA reference, it's a career high in points per game. Free throw percentage is around the career high of 87. Let's just say 88, 87. 8, 0.878 is his free throw percentage. So let's just say 88%. But you're looking at... Three-point percentage, career high, 40% from three, attempting more threes than ever before, making more threes than ever before, field goal percentage is up as well. And look, man, he's a big part of the reason why Jokic, as of right now, is a minus 300 favorite to win the NBA MVP. And the Nuggets are currently the four seed. They were as high as the two seed not too long ago. 
but now this is gonna derail them. This is a you know you just lost your second best player, and on some nights your best player on the floor, and him and Jokic together have been fantastic. The chemistry has been great, and it's something that is. I wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Nuggets lose in the first round. If they play the Lakers in a 4-5 matchup, if they play Portland in a 4-5 matchup, Damon, CJ McCollum are going to absolutely destroy that backcourt. If if Dallas sneaks into that matchup too, you're looking at a team, I, I think I'm going to wager against the Denver Nuggets in that first round because I also think just from a team morale, a confidence, a emotional standpoint, this is devastating to lose Jamal Murray. And as someone that has torn his ACL, just compared myself to a uh, lottery pick in the NBA, <laughs> but as someone who has torn his ACL, I went down on a non-contact injury. I was playing flag football, and I ran out of bounds, and my knees just buckled, and I immediately reacted the way Jamal Murray did, and I was in tears. And it's not so much that I was in pain. I was able to get up and walk off the field fine, you know? Like, it was a little bit of a limp, but I say this every time. Dude, nobody knows their body better than you. Like, you know your body better than anyone else. When you have a lower back pain, you know that you have pain. When there's something wrong with a finger or a toe, whatever it might be, you just know your body more. And when Jamal Murray went down, it was super-duper devastating because when it's a non-contact injury, you just know that it's going to derail your season and luckily man nowadays the acl is not as devastating as it once used to be this used to be a career ending career altering injury i expect him to come back nice the only thing that's gonna suck is look he got hurt second week of april probably gonna miss the majority of next season all goes well all goes well he resumes basketball activities by christmas doesn't get cleared by the All-Star break. So you're probably looking at Jamal Murray. Best case scenario comes back after the NBA All-Star game in 2022. But right now, the biggest concern for the Nuggets is not affording any other injuries. Going to need more from MJP. M- no, Michael Porter Jr. M- MPJ, there you go. Jokic is going to just have to have an even higher usage rate than before. And you're going to need some of the other guys to step up. But again, those other guys are not Supermax guys, so it's going to be a hole for them. Next week, we have a fun slate of episodes. So follow us where you need to follow us, as I mentioned in the beginning. I appreciate the love and the support, as always. And enjoy some of these, the best of the six-pack Patreon exclusive. All right, here we go. Patreon exclusive. Josh and Ahmed are still here. Do you hey. prefer a Med or Schmetti? What do you like? Oh, no, you call me what you want, bro. Med's my real name. Schmetti's the Nick. Mm. Mm. Love it. Love it. Okay. This yeah, my is name's Josh or Josh. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, the six-pack. So there's two of you. So this is rapid fire. It's just you guys answering. Why are you confused? Cameras are not on me. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Ahmed, uh-huh. you're going to go first. Who are your four goats if you were to build a Mount Rushmore? You know what the Mount Rushmore is? Yeah. It's all the presidents, their yes, faces. Oh, yes. I'm just saying, bro. You You're know? talking about like sports? I'm talking about anything. Okay. If you were to make a custom Mount Rushmore and put four faces on there, mm-hmm. what faces are you putting up? Uh, Stone Cold. Stop. <laughs> yeah, why not? 
I didn't know you liked He's my favorite Park. wrestler of all time. Bro, are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. I, I had no idea. Yeah, bro. Before like wrestling, I'm became... pretty horny right now. Here, this. I'm, I'm I was gonna you... say you. I was gonna actually make that comment. Like, oh, Nick's probably getting horny off. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, because I had no idea. Seriously. All right, because let's say Stone Cold, right? Mm -hmm. Is literally the goat. You could argue him and The Rock, right? But I'm gonna say Stone Cold because he was the most unfiltered person in WWE. Mm. You could not like filter him at all. He just did what he wanted when he wanted, no fucks given, and he made it amazing. He made it fun for all of us, especially me because I was younger when when it was going on. So it was like fun to watch. So he's definitely on there, right? Uh, LeBron James, because I think he's the best basketball player to ever play. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna go with Derek Jeter. Because I'm a Yankee fan. My favorite Yankee of all time. How many people is that? Three? There you go. And number four is... <laughs> number four, I'm going to go with myself. <laughs> You're so annoying. I don't really... I don't think it's Bala either... Muhammad. There you go. There we... All right. It's but either me... All right, all right, all right. So, honestly, oh, bro, so... you're not a freaking... Wait, is so, it athletes? It could be anybody. Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't. No, no. I, I meant like. I get it. I get it. I'm very unathletic. That's not but, what I meant. But Stone Cold, LeBron, Derek Jeter, and I'm gonna go with Drake. Oh my god. Drake. Drake is. Come on. Come on. I like Drake. Come I on. You're come so on. Annoying, yeah. I know. I know. I All know. right. Same question to you. <laughs> All right. Mine's gonna be a little less freaking basic. <laughs> Yo, chill. Stone Cold is on mine. Right, that one, okay, okay, that one I'll get thank behind. You, thank Derek you. Derek I don't give a shit. Because I know you can strike, bro. If I take you to the ground, it's fucking yeah, tap, He doesn't tap like season. baseball, but you know, it's... Nah, tap, Derek Jeter is a good one. Thank Derek Jeter might have arguably one of the best lives ever lived. There you go. That baseball <laughs> diamond is elite. <laughs> yeah, oh, come How on you now. Could, you can feel the... On, on, an altar, his girlfriend. on an Oh yeah, I, I'm talking about the the, the, <laughs> yeah, the girlfriend. He's not diamond. talking about his actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the upside down diamond. Thank God there's a Patreon exclusive. This is getting wild. Right, what is your What is your four? All right, um, my four is gonna be more like in relation to my fandom. So it's gonna be Sean Taylor, the the highest freaking. What's the Who's the highest head on that? He's the highest head in in the Mount Rushmore. Okay, okay. I respect that. I'd put four Sean Taylors if I could. <laughs> but um, so it's Sean Taylor, Ben Wallace. Basic. Yeah, real basic. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, 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 damn. Let me just stick with that theme then. Uh, Laurent Landry, because he was my favorite player after Sean Taylor. And that's, that's why you wore 30, That's why right? I wore number 30. So that's three right then. And let's say Andre Drummond, because he's still okay. my favorite player, and he, even though he's not on the Pistons anymore. So there you go. Just straight the only two sports where I have. I respect that because those are all your favorite team. players. Question number two: What's your relationship with social media? It's it's bad, man. I feel like it's um, it, I feel like it takes up too much of my life, and I don't feel happy about it. And I wish that I could get off of it. So yeah, I'd say it's a bad relationship. Interesting, because I feel like a lot of your success and your job is. Because mm -hmm. of social media. Yeah, and I hate that. Look, social media doesn't make me happy. There was a time when it did. I mean, when I first got on Twitter, I thought Twitter was fun. You know, I'd get on Twitter and it was fun. People were being funny. People yeah. would try to make each other laugh. 
now it's not. It's this, it's a miserable place. Everybody's angry all the time. I mean, literally, like I just I as soon as I get on Twitter, I'm angry about something. It's always every day right? is something new that people are just. If for good reason. I mean, there's a lot in the world to be angry about. No, absolutely. But yeah. like, it's just sort of. But it's it, depressing, is what yeah. I think we're both getting at, right? Yeah. Like, it's not that we we dislike that people are angry about important issues, but it's just that. It's just discouraging, right? Like, because I had, you know how Twitter gives you the Twitter birthday? Yeah. I've been on Twitter since 2009. Yeah. So like 12 years. Mm -hmm. My buddy Joe and I were like the first ones. He was like, dude, I'm on Twitter. I was like, oh, bro, I'm on Twitter too. We had like 17 followers, just random ass Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. But again, it was just like making jokes. And then from there, it became my my news source for sports. Right. And then after that, when I got into the content game, I, I'm the same way, right? Like for me, I don't want to say it's bad. It's a gift and a curse. My I relationship I, I, with it. I, yeah. Like I don't get off of it because I need it because mm. be, not because I don't mean like I need it. Like I'm addicted, like because professionally I need to be on there. Um, I have to be able to like, I have to build an audience there. It's where I communicate with people. And so it's a necessity in my life, but I wish that I didn't have to. I wish that I didn't have it. And I feel like I would be better off with that. I'm married to a woman who's never been on Twitter in her life. You know what I mean? And she's just sort of blissfully unaware of all the drama that goes on there and all the bullshit. You know what I mean? So like I, I sometimes I uh, envy the fact that she's able to live her life without ever paying it. She's not on any social media. You know what I mean? She doesn't pay attention to any, anything on social media. Twitter is like where I have chosen to like, you know, hang out my shingle or whatever. But like, there's bad stuff. I mean, face. There's bad stuff happening on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's all kinds of bullshit that gets spread around on there, and it spreads like wildfire. So, social media has been a net negative in our world, I think. And uh, hopefully, we'll figure out a way to like rein it back in. But yeah, I'd say that I have a bad relationship with social media, and it takes. And look, even if you don't agree with anything I've said so far, <laughs> it I spend too much time on it. It, it does suck time away from me it's like i get on there and i can't stop I, mm. I i lose track of how long i've been looking at it and scrolling and that's a problem too right the fact that i i lose track of time and lose track of myself i don't like i don't like that i don't like looking up and realizing i've spent like an hour or two hours like just scrolling through twitter or tiktok or whatever like that's that makes me feel shitty i could have, you know so i i need to figure out how to get that hour or two hours back to do something else um and i wouldn't have said that this sounds a lot like our gambling conversation. I wouldn't have said that before because... Before when? Before things got so toxic because when it was fun and brought me joy, who gives a shit? It's an enjoyable hour that yes, you've been Yes, it on. was an enjoyable hour. So I, don't get me wrong. I'm not being judgmental about people that spend a lot of time on the internet. If I could spend two hours on the internet doing something in, that gave me joy, then great. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Mm. But it's the fact that when I get done with that hour, two hours, I feel shitty. Yeah. I feel worse. That's what I don't like. That's what I don't like. So that's why I want to I want to reel that in. I don't need that much stuff in my life. I don't need to spend a whole hour of my 24-hour day, you know, falling into some deep morass or getting like, you know, or getting my anxiety up about something. I don't need that. Yeah. What's the biggest gamble you've ever taken? Doesn't necessarily need to be a bet at a casino. Sure, sure. Um, man, there's been a few, but I think definitely... Uh, going away for college uh, and and taking on that tuition bill. Although I had, you know, a scholarship that funded me halfway because of baseball and academics or whatnot, that was still a hefty tuition bill for us. Uh, and taking on that, like, you know what, let's go for it. It, it was the biggest 
return on investment that I've gotten so far because everything that I've built on it, that foundation came from, you know, what they call that, my, my liberal arts college, they call it the Harvard of the Midwest. It was a small liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere, right up, you know, in Michigan, but it was a very uh, great school and it gave me a lot of the, the, the habits that I need for what I'm doing now. So it's like at that time, that was a big step. It's like you're, you're accustomed to paying $2,000 tuition and then you're saying, all right, we're going to go and pay $25,000. Mm. That was a huge jump, big risk, greatest, greatest return so far. The biggest regret of your life. Biggest regret? Um, you can't say you don't have any. Can't say I don't have any. I don't know. I don't have that many regrets at all. But you said I can't give you one that I can't say that. No, nah, you so. can't. You can't say you got no regrets because you have to be something. Uh, there has to be something like you know maybe you you could have played better basketball growing <laughs> up or some shit. Like I don't know. It got to be something. Uh, damn, you got me. I'll tell you mine. And I usually right. don't tell a lot of my answers. So when I was 16, bro, I was really good at soccer. Mm -hmm. Like, I was being scouted by D1 schools at a young age from my club team. I had just went to Greece after my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I started on my freshman team. I didn't even try out because a lot of the guys that I played club soccer with, they told my coach, like, yo, Coach Ortiz, he, he don't got to try out. Like, he's going to be starting for us, mm -hmm. like, after the first game. And I did. I came on as a sub my first game. I scored. I led the PSAL in yellow cards as a freshman and in goals as a freshman too so i was like nice and then i fell in love with football but the reason why it's not that big of a regret for me is because this has the football love has birthed everything that we're in right now yeah so it's a little bit of a and who knows what could happen maybe i blow out a knee or an achilles and then it derails my whole playing career so but for me my biggest regret was probably quitting soccer when i did yeah I don't know, like, I never like to, like, look back and be like, oh, I should have did this. Like, I think I'm blessed with all the opportunities that have come my way. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'll say, like, just giving up some interview opportunities. Like, there's some days, like, I get a pitch, and I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I don't want to. Like, I'd rather give someone else the opportunity. But it's like, what if I did interview this person and it became this big thing? So, I I can see that being one. Okay. What's a meaningful conversation that you can remember that you had with someone that helped you out at a period in your life? Um, so I'm going to go to a convo I had in the last 12 months with one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Richie. He lives in LA now. Well, excuse me. He lives in California in San Diego. But uh, we lost touch for a few years. Uh, he was going through some stuff, and he, like, he beat it, got over it, um, and now he's kind of, like, he's used that to be in my corner when, like, I'm not feeling good, or, like, I think there was one time that I called him and I broke down, and I was just, like, he was the perfect person to talk to, um, and he's checked up on me ever since, and he, like, we, we, we broke down a lot about, like, toxic masculinity and, like, being able to talk to each other, being more open to talk to each other about how we really feel, and, like, you know, how to move, how to go about certain shit. And it was cool because, like, I felt like we had a disconnect. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to speak to him again just because the, the situation was that die and grave without just jumping into it. And to have him back in my corner and to rely on him 
when I was worried that I might not be able to at a certain point, uh, it was huge for me. And I think it, it's it's going to stick with me for a while. That's dope, man. That's dope. Those, you know, you never know when those conversations are going to pop up. And again, like it's all from experience. You just can't take those kind of things for granted. Nope. And, and, you know, I don't know and I don't want to know the details as to why you guys lost connection. Sometimes life just happens, mm -hmm. which is cool. You know, like like you said, like you, you would go to Miami and you'd visit your cousin and there'd be times that you would go and you wouldn't see him because of work and mm -hmm. like he's busy or you'd see him for like high and by and it's like, damn, yo, you're one of my favorite cousins or whatever it might be and I can't really experience you. Yep. So <clears throat> sometimes that's just like how life is, right? So there's no animosity. There's no heat or anything. But then also, man, in the grand scheme of things, like I've really been thinking, and again, with my buddy passing away, it's like, yo, why did we stop talking, bro? Because of that? Like, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, dude, that shit don't matter. Yeah. Like, it just it just really don't, you right. know? Like, even if it's some dumb shit, you know, I told a friend of mine, him and his, like, best friend growing up for, like, 20 years, they stopped talking because my one friend's girl didn't like him, right? Mm. So, like, a girl got involved. But it wasn't like... It wasn't like if us two, you know, you started dating some chick and I had a thing for her. It wasn't like that. It was just like, she just don't fuck with me for some reason. Yeah. And then, you know, people get goggles on and they fall in love and then that starts happening. And then, you know, you congrats them on having sex and they just like, they, they, they pick sides. And I was just like, yo, you're going to stop talking you know, like, cause of that, like, that's just. Like in the Feel grand that. scheme of things, bro, it's just, it's not, it's not worth it, you know? So I don't know if you did this in elementary school, but we would write down our name on a piece of paper and each letter would represent a word that you would describe yourself as. Okay. How would, what would the letters in Hussein um, describe you? Okay. And the reason why you see me on my phone is because I've written down letters to describe you as a way to give you your flowers. Wow. Okay. So I would say... Uh, H would be for humility. U would be for uniqueness. S would be for sufficient. S would be for strong. E would be for extraordinaire. I would be for inquisite. N would be for natural. Mm. Interesting. Is there any one letter that you would like to elaborate more on? Um, I guess I would be the best one, inquisite inquisitive sorry so inquisitive meaning like just always in, always having like a knack or a thirst to like want to learn like more like I, I don't know like where this kind of came from but i don't know it's weird i don't i don't i think i've always had it but i just never activated it but um i think by like, the way i don't think anything's weird yeah i don't I know everyone I just feel has like, their own thing man. yeah and i feel like i just said it's weird because like back in the day it's like yo this guy is like 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 why are you at like why would you want to know that like I, I look at deals like I love like mergers like Rock Nation does this title does this with Square two hundred and ninety seven like like sponsorships and partnerships I would always like be like like how like why did it happen like how what's the process what's the terms like just being inqu inquisitive like somebody directs a movie like a Bronx Tale like. Like, filmed at my high school. Like, but you, you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Like, why did they shoot it on Arthur Avenue? What did that? Like, you know. So that's kind of something that kind of tells the story about who I am. So what I put down for the letters, and again, this is based on our conversation on the pod, mm -hmm. and then just uh, knowing you from honestly from social media and the interactions we've had. Yeah. 
H up a hustler. Mm. Um, that, that's a word that I really like to pride myself on too. U I put understanding. Mm. S I put solid. Mm. The other S I put successful because you're doing what you want to do. I think that's very important. For sure. E I put educator. Mm. I I put inclusive. Wow. And N I put noble. Wow. That's dope. I like the, my favorite would have to be the noble. Yeah, man. Noble is definitely, that's an underrated word, bro. It really is. Yeah. I think a lot of. And also like solid, right? Like I feel like. Yeah. When you describe someone as solid, it could be taken in so many different ways. A lot of times people think of physique and Mm. physical looking. But I think solid is just like reliable, you know? Like now it's, it's crazy. You said that. I was just about to say coming through, bro. Like. You know, you have, I'm not going to say, like, your friends, like, but, like, I don't know. Do you feel like if you have a boy and he's just like, yo, I got you, like, you don't have to, like, like you're not worrying. Like, you know he's going to. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah, remember yeah, I yeah. used to have, like, my, I'll be at your, I'll come scoop you in five minutes, bro. And I know in five minutes he's going to be there, so I'm going to be downstairs. But, like, you have people that will be like, yo, I got you, bro, and, like. They ain't never get you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like people that like, like I think that at this point in my life, it's all about people that come through, bro. Like, I, I got to I gotta commend you because not only did you reach out, but like you you, you actually came through, bro. You, you, uh, you invited me into your space and like, you know, you came through, you know what I'm saying? And like that, that, that to me shows like a lot about who you are because like where we, we where we come from and, and Toronto, we'll we'll be at a party with somebody and then the next two days you can't get him on the phone. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yo, I thought this guy was dope. We were just having a good time at the club. Mm. Like, but they don't answer you. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a moment thing as opposed to... Yeah, so it's like just coming through, you know, and like with, with, with everything. Like fam- family sometimes don't come through the way you, you, you would want them to. And you got to understand that like family don't got to be your blood. Yeah, yeah. And also, a- also, you know what else I've noticed, man, through the years? That duration of a friendship or relationship, that shouldn't be the be-all, end-all. Like, just because you know me for 20 years doesn't mean this dude that you met three months ago isn't more solid than them. And that's what I'm saying. It, it, was, it was hard for me to understand, but a lot of the people that I've met within the last five years have done more than people I've known my whole life. And that's not Turn a that knock. Up. And that's not a knock to... No, no. But it's also the that's truth. Just, that's you know, just it's... real. Like, you know, you, and I'll, I'll use this in as, as an example. You have a podcast, right? Your podcast is a multi-million dollar podcast tomorrow. How much people do you think is going to come around asking for things for you? Dude, once we, once we end the recording, I'll tell you some, some shit that's about to go down with me and how the perspective from the outside amongst my friends has changed because of this news. Yeah, but it's just like, did anybody give you money to pay for your rent no, for this? No, okay, then. yeah. So, so, but if you now are a millionaire and they come to you and you don't help them, then you're a messed up person. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of and course. that's And that's what I like. I'm like, I'm like, yo, like, I've paid every business bill mm-hmm. by my own money. Yeah. So if I'm now financially stable now and I you come around for financial gains and I don't help you out, then I'm Hollywood. Mm. Then I'm a bad person. And then I changed. Yeah. 
no, you changed because you think that now I have money. You could ask me to buy you Rolexes. And now also you changed in the sense of your perspective and deception of me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because, because now I'm popping. Yeah. And now you believe it because it happened. No one's, bro, no one's yeah. going to be around when you're paying your dues. And that's the thing, bro. I think it's like, it's it's very sad, man, because it it, it does go a long way. And I, it's the gesture. I don't feel like your friend should be like, yo, like I'm going to give you a hundred. But like, bro, you guys post celebrities on your Instagram that you don't know and you don't want to post your friends that are doing positive things. Bro, I tw I posted this the other day and I got a mad hit up from my boys. You get what I'm saying, bro? And it doesn't even have to be like a post on like your actual Instagram. It could be Facebook. It could be Twitter. Look at the, read the it, caption for the audience. Yeah. My homie reposted everybody's shit but mine. You hate to see it, but it's all love like X and O's. That's a fact. And a lot of my friends are like, yo, what do you mean by that? I'm like, what, what do you mean what I mean, bro? Yeah. Like, y'all post everybody's shit when, yeah. when fucking Drake is in Vegas. Y'all reposting Drake's shit, yeah. right? But, like, why you don't repost East mine? Ble Bleacher Report. There's yeah. So much, there's so much stuff. But, like, I don't know. I just think that comes from, like, maybe, like, they, they don't want to support it the way you want them to support it. Or maybe, like I said, if it's a special guest. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't try to understand why people don't support it. I just say, okay, if you don't want to support now, if you try to support later, it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And I don't want to make it uncomfortable, but you're going to feel uncomfortable because yeah. the people that you acknowledge are going to start supporting. Yep. And when you know that those guys are supporting, i.e. celebrities and stuff, mm -hmm. and you try to support, but like, it's going to be uncomfortable for you because you're going to know it's fake, right? So, you know, it's like a psychological warfare tactic. Dude, this was fun. Once again, absolutely, my pleasure. Bro. Yeah. Guys, hope you enjoyed this. We'll catch you next time. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.